Hi, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Similana. This week, we're going to focus on a seemingly trivial idea in this week's parsha, and hopefully bring out some of the meaning that's sort of entrenched there. My reasons for doing so is it's one of those things that if you actually stood back and thought about it, this would be one of the most pivotal moments in the biblical canon, but it's not focused on. What I'm referring to is the post-apocalyptic event. The post-apocalyptic event in the Bible was the flood. But right after the flood, what happened then? Now, often the focus goes on the covenant that God made with humanity, the rainbow. But if we step back and think about it, that actually wasn't the first thing that happened. The first thing that happened was Noah came out of the Teva, came out of the ark, and he brought a carbon, he brought a sacrifice. And that is what exhibited the reaction by God. Almost an emotional reaction, the anthropomorphic nature of those psukim is striking. It's a reaction to what Noach did, this blessing and this covenant that God makes with humanity. Once again, important to point out, we're not talking Jew here, we're talking humanity. This is the universal scene in play right now. So to set our first question is that an idea like this seemingly so pivotal and often glanced over, appreciating its meaning from the categories of the biblical personalities, meaning from their point of view, from the Jewish traditional point of view, together, what is being said here? And the reason why this is relevant is because, once again, I am using this as a way of picturing my own narrative in life. My tradition and my religion is how I look at the world. What is it informing me about its perspective, thereby my perspective? And appreciating these ideas allows us to, both emotionally and intellectually, connect to our tradition in a deeper way. So let's break it down. But before I do, a quick shout out to a new podcasting network that's being developed. It's called Intentional Jew, meaning intentionaljew.com is the name of the website where these podcasts are being sort of posted. A way of diversifying and cross-pollinating different audiences to see what different podcasts are out there. So definitely recommend you check them out and see what other ideas and thoughts and conversations are happening that you might find interesting. Anyway, back on to the topic. So what happened here? There was a bilateral agreement between God and humanity, but the focus is often on what God committed to, not to destroy humanity and the rainbow and its symbolism, profound as it may be, but it was stimulated by something on the part of man. And this was a sacrifice that Noah brought up. Now, step back a moment from our, I suppose, our visceral reaction to the idea of the killing of animals on an altar. But at the same time, if we appreciate it from the perspective of ancient man, we can connect to symbolically what's being expressed here. Remember this universal theme I mentioned. Sacrifices aren't a Jewish thing, obviously. Last week's parasha, the beginning in Genesis, we had people bringing sacrifices the whole time. Meaning, the own notion or the mode of sacrifices seems to be something inherent to humanity as their mode of expressing their relationship or their connection with God. So what does Rav Hirsch do with this? Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch points to what happened here. Noach built an altar. Now, when you say someone built an altar, that seems like a, a, an idea in isolation and very nice. But from the traditional Jewish perspective or a biblical perspective, it's not a given that a person would make a Mizbeach. What I mean by that is there are other options on the table. Different structures people used to make sacrifices had symbolism, had meaning entrenched in them. The other option on the table was what's known as a matseva, a stone, which means you'd basically have a rock, and upon that rock, you would connect to God. 
or gods, or whoever you were worshipping at the time. A mizbeach was something you had to build. It was a structure, if you will, rather than a rock. And each one of these symbolizes something profoundly different. A rock symbolizes nature. You've done nothing. You've taken something from nature, and you use that to connect to nature. Now, there is a truth here. We do believe that God is the God of nature and creation and existence, but that's not the mode in which we connect to God. We connect to God through human actions, experiencing people acting in this world in freedom and with morality. For a Jew, that is where we experience God. I'm not talking about arguments for the existence of a God. I'm talking about the relevant play, the relevant arena for the religious life isn't nature. Other religions and other cultures, when they want to connect to their divine, they step out of this world. They step out of this world and they move to nature, as ancient pagan man did. Or, in modern times, people step out of themselves, out of the mundane life, and move to a more spiritual realm. Or, even in a more modern context, a more ethereal realm of sublime consciousness. Something external from this world, be it sort of neo-Buddhist perspectives. They step out of this world. This world is an illusion. This world isn't where it's at. But what did Noach do at the beginning of humanity's step forward? He brought a sacrifice upon an altar. An altar, a mizbeach that was constructed from a Jewish point of view. The biblical personality is expressing the idea that he builds this world. What he does is not part of nature, but he transcends nature through the building, and the construction requires man's intelligence and man's free-willed action. Like the idea we spoke about last week, when we spoke about the idea that God created, that creativity demonstrates God's freedom, and Noach took that first step forward at this apocalyptic event, and he built. His sacrifice, his mode of connecting with Hashem, was that of a builder. He's connecting to God the one who had a moral expectation on humanity, and humanity failed to live up to that moral expectation. The moral decadence that is described at the beginning of this week's parasha is countered by this move of Noach. Noach builds an altar, and that's not all he does. He brings what's known as an euler, an uplifting offering, and this is the description of the Bible. He builds a mizbeach, and he makes a carbon of an euler. An euler, as opposed to last week when we discussed Cain and Abel, they bought what's called a mincha, like a more of a homage offering. An euler is a commitment to striving. The word itself means to rise up. So he builds with the commitment to rising to the expectation of the expectation God had on humanity. So let's recap. This pivotal moment, the reaction of God was to make a covenant with man, and a covenant by definition is bilateral. It takes two sides. It takes two to tango. And what was man's move? This is often looked over. Man's move was to make a step forward in two respects. He built a mizbeach, representing his desire to transcend, to build, to, to transcend his materialistic environment and step above nature in freedom and move and build. And the mode of this expression was an euler, not paying homage to God, but a commitment to strive. So this is a way of us picturing Noach's first move. And once again, to bring in that universal theme once again, this is the universal move of humanity at this stage. The story of the Bible is that this is a new beginning in a certain respect. And man makes that commitment. And God meets man and says, I also make that commitment to you. So that respect of 
One side, man living up to or committing to the moral expectation of God. And the other side, God taking that step towards man is given. So what I mean by this picturing my own reality, meaning I live in a world where I am reading the Bible and I'm trying to appreciate the ideas, the stories, the values that are being expressed here. And one that is so prominent at the very beginning is this universal theme weaved in to the biblical narrative, thereby a simple sacrifice, a, a carbon, imparts profound meaning into the way I look at the world, because this is now part of my framework. In an interesting way, its relevance can also be expressed in terms of our own lives today. We're in a bit of a catastrophe worldwide right now, something we would have thought was unimaginable in our lifetimes. But the question is, what move do we make afterwards as humanity? How do we move forward based off this shared experience? Time will tell. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful week.